Welcome to the Audit Podcast, the number one podcast for the audit profession. Be sure to check the show notes for all of our social media channels and to sign up for the Audit Podcast newsletter. Now, here's your host, Trent Russell. This podcast is sponsored by Green Skies Analytics, where they do everything tech-related, but only for internal audit. Although compliance and risk management, y'all are cool too, so feel free to check it out also. To find out more, please visit greenskiesanalytics.com, but it's more likely that you're just going to Google it. So to find out more, please Google Green Skies Analytics. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Audit Podcast, or welcome to the Audit Podcast if this is your first listen. This time of year, and even in December 2022, you know, usually in December, you start to see the what's going to be trending in 2023. Uh, I even saw literally today risk management trends for 2023. And so I wanted to take a couple of minutes and talk about some data analytics trends for 2023 from two perspectives that you can look at it from. One, from the internal audit perspective of how can we implement some of these, what should we consider, um, et cetera. The other one being within your organization and how they are potentially investing in some of these technologies and things like that. So if you are especially in tune with the data world, something that you've likely heard about becoming more of a popular topic and something you'll hear about more in 2023. Uh, and it might trickle into the internal audit data analytics world as well, especially if uh, you hear from me, is gonna be not necessarily data visualizations and dashboards, but telling stories with data. The storytelling with data is something you're gonna hear a lot more about. And so what it largely is about is, okay, uh, we've gone through dashboard development, like the hype cycle for dashboard development. We have these dashboards, but is anybody really using them? And if nobody's using them, then what's the point of making them? And so being able to use a dashboard or even just a, a still visual image that you can create in Excel, being able to tell the story that you want to tell using a data visualization is very critical. Uh, if you have a fancy slide and you pull it up and there is like, I don't really know what this thing is talking about. It's not going to be nearly as effective. Um, so that's something to definitely keep in mind. Another thing just on dashboards in general, and this is one of those hard lessons learned is by and large, like just if you develop something internally and then you hand it over to management, work with management and just say, what's like the one to three questions that you want answered from your data? and then build that into the dashboard, as opposed to here's 75 things on these, you know, two dashboards um, that we think you want to know. Just ask, what do you want to know? And then you can build it around that and make those like the emphasis, like one dashboard answers one to three questions, maybe five questions, depends on what they are, how busy it makes the dashboard. Uh, and then you can kind of call it. Uh, we have built a lot of dashboards and in doing so, we've realized we are trying to answer questions that we are provide the answer to the questions that we think management wants, when in actuality, we should just be asking them, what do you want? And then going from there. Another trend or a term that you might start to hear trickle down is around data literacy. This is something, it's, it's basically being able to read data, understand data, speak data. And it's something where when we work with teams that have, let's say a dedicated data team, within their internal audit department. Uh, the number one thing that we hear from those folks, uh, from the chief audit executives and the data team is the 
non-data auditors are not using what we built and they aren't coming to us with ideas. So they're doing their audits, but they're not coming to us to say, hey, can you run this analysis for us? And so having that uh, floor of data literacy for everyone to kind of be on the same page is a really good option for teams that, for internal audit teams that have data teams where their auditors, the non-data folks, are struggling to work with the data teams. And later on in the year, we will have a data literacy expert come on the show. So she is all data, all data literacy. Um, had a little bit of a stint with uh, a big four firm for a while. Uh, not necessarily from an audit perspective though, but understands the audit perspective. Um, and so she's gonna talk to us in a lot more depth about data literacy and the advantages. Um, and how to even kick off a little bit of a data literacy program. Artificial intelligence is not going away and is finally actually kind of here. As opposed to in the years past, you would see all these organizations, all these companies talk about, we have AI running in our software. It is like, that's not, I mean, that's kind of AI. I mean, it's not really AI. Um, but if you're familiar with chat GPT, uh, you might understand a little bit more what I'm talking about. If you're not familiar with that, uh, just Google chat G P T. You do not have to be a data person at all to understand how to use it. It's super easy. Uh, it's literally just a website that you type in your questions, like literally any question related to any topic. If you haven't seen it, it's going to blow your mind. I mean, ask it an audit related question. What is an audit methodology or something or how to do a risk assessment? And it will give you the answer. It's not audit specific but it has the answers to pretty much everything. Um, so it's super interesting, but you're gonna continue to hear more about that. What we've always said relative to AI is it's not necessarily on internal audit to develop AI tools, but we should definitely know what's coming down so that we can use those tools to better our audits. For example, with ChatGPT, you can ask it something like, based on these findings, these internal audit findings, write an audit report and you can literally put your findings in there and it will generate something that makes some sense. It's not going to be perfect, um, but it's definitely something that can help support your audit report writing or any other type of writing, any other question that you have of a tool. To demonstrate a little bit of what I was talking about relative to chat, chat GPT, I went to chat GPT and I typed in write an audit report based on password controls being weak. And this is what it spit out within about 20 seconds. Executive summary. This audit was conducted to assess the effectiveness of the organization's password controls. The audit found that the organization's password controls are weak and do not adequately protect the organization's systems and data. And there's a background section. The organization has a number of systems and applications that contain sensitive information, such as customer data and financial records. Access to these systems and applications is controlled through the use of passwords. It is important that these passwords are secure in order to protect the confidentiality, integrity, and availability of the organization's system and data. And then there's a findings section, which I thought was super interesting that it generated all the findings without knowing what the findings were, but either way. In the findings section, and I'll just read a couple of these, there's five. The organization does not have a password policy in place that clearly defines requirements for password creation and management. Passwords are not required to meet certain minimum length or complexity requirements. Uh, and there's no mechanism in place for detecting and preventing the reuse of passwords across different systems and applications. It then goes on to make recommendations. So in the recommendation section, it says, 
Develop and implement a password policy that clearly defines requirements for password creation and management. Policy should include minimum length and complexity requirements for passwords, as well as requirements for regular password rotation. Implement a mechanism for detecting and preventing the use of weak or easily guessable passwords. And the last one, implement a mechanism for detecting and preventing the reuse of passwords across different systems and applications. And then lastly, there's a conclusion. The organization's password controls are weak and do not adequately protect the organization's system and data. It is recommended that the organization take immediate action to address these weaknesses in order to improve the security of its systems and data. Obviously, nobody's just going to like copy and paste that into an audit report, but is that not insane to anybody else that this thing, ChatGPT, which is, again, not built just for internal audit, literally everyone in the world can ask their own uh, domain expertise questions, their sector questions, their industry questions, and it'll spit out something like that. And I think it'd be really helpful. I think back to when I first had to start writing audit reports and it's kind of like, you know, when you had to like write a paper in school, and it's like, yeah, you know, write a five page paper on the history of Rome. And it's just like, I don't really know where to start with this. You just have the cursor blinking at you. If you had something to go off of, it always made it a lot easier. And so even uh, one potential application, you have a new hire, someone that's new to audit, they don't really know how to write audit reports, give them this tool, tell them to put the finding in there, and then see what pops out. With that being said, we should definitely consider auditing the use of AI. If you look into AI ethics, uh, even, even AI auditing, you can get a little bit more around that. But if we, as audit, are supporting the strategic and operational initiatives of the organization. Our data teams, like the center of excellence data teams outside of audit, should be doing the same. If they're doing that, they're likely using some level of machine learning or artificial intelligence. Um, and so we would definitely want comfort around those. I've probably told this story before. It's, it's one of the more infamous stories relative to predictive analytics, which is kind of a category of artificial intelligence, but Amazon, who gets thousands and thousands and thousands of resumes a day, needed a way to sift through those and be able to go, hey, these are like the top ones. These are the ones that we want to do interviews with, et cetera. And so what they did is they built a predictive model to say, hey, show me which one of these we can, we should interview and which ones we should not. They did that by comparing all of their, we'll call them five-star employees so they took their five-star employees' resumes, they put them into this model, they ran all the new resumes through it, everyone that's trying to work at Amazon, they ran that through it and said, hey, based on all our five-star employee resumes, tell us which ones that are applying will be future five-star employees. Sounds great and wonderful. What ended up happening is because Amazon is very much tech-driven and that's still a male-dominated field, it only, for the most part, looked at male resumes. And so if someone had on their resume something to the effect of women's tennis league champion, or if they came from a school that was a, an all-women's school, then the model would go, okay, well, we don't have anybody else that works with this company from that school, so we're going to kick you out. And so there's an obvious bias in doing that. Uh, to Amazon's credit, they realized that and tweaked it to make it work 
uh, so there wasn't bias. But those are the types of things that can happen with predictive analytics. And there's really no way of knowing what it's going to do. And so, again, if we audit are supporting the strategic and operational initiatives of the organization and our center of excellence, data analytics center of excellence is doing the same, uh, then we should consider looking into that. We at Green Skies are not artificial intelligence auditors or machine learning auditors, um, but we certainly know the folks that are. So if that does pop up on your audit plan at some point in the year or down the road, uh, reach out to us and we can definitely introduce you to some folks that can help. Another trend that you're likely to see and that you've already likely heard of is the cloud. Seems kind of weird that it's still almost like a trend. Um, I know nearly 20 years ago, it was on maybe the second external audit engagement that I was on. We were all elbow to elbow working in this basically closet at the client and the IT audit partner was sitting there. He's like, yeah, I got, you know, I had this meeting today with some CIO or CDO or somebody and said, um, what's the cloud? And that was 20 years ago. And you would think by now most would be there, um, but they're not. And so anyway, highly recommend if you hear rumblings of moving to the cloud or if you are on some kind of IT steering committee or something to that effect that you sit on and you hear those, then that would be a good opportunity, likely as an advisory project, something to consider um, walking along with them through that. But if you hear of we're moving to the cloud, there is some pretty significant risk there where internal audit should be evolved, involved. Uh, fortunately, there is enough, I think, out there relative to audit's involvement with the cloud you know, if you don't have maybe that strong expertise in the cloud, um, that you should still be able to walk along that path, apply some, even some general IT general controls um, concepts to that process as an advisor. If you listened to last week's episode, we had a data governance expert on who I was thrilled when she mentioned the three lines of defense and was like, okay, yeah, you know what's up. Because um, she's not necessarily an auditor. And I think data governance is going to be really important, especially if we go back to that, hey, we're internal audit. We support the strategic and operational initiatives of the organization. Those should also be supported by our data analytics center of excellence team. And if that's the case, and we are looking at data, basically, or even if we're taking populations, et cetera, uh, pulling populations, taking examples, et cetera, if you see bad data in there, and that's data that's being used to make decisions within the organization, and I think it, we have to uh, consider data governance impact of that and uh, some potential solutions, some recommendations around data governance. The last trend that we're going to hit on isn't a data-related trend, but it is definitely one that we have heard about when we talk to CAEs on the show. Um, so anecdotally, we've heard this as well as we're starting to see some surveys that are coming out that are speaking the same thing. So for a majority, the overwhelming majority of CAEs, the number one issue they're facing in 2023, likely in 2022, um, is talent retention. And so we've been asking talking to various CAEs to understand like, okay, what are you doing about this? And so the, probably the best answer that I've gotten, uh, that, that I liked anyway, was talking to a CAE, Hey, you have this retention issue. What are you doing about it? And she said, I'm talking to my team to see who they know in their network, who have they worked with in the past that they think would be a good fit for this role. 
Um, and that's how she is sourcing talent uh, to a high degree. She's doing a very good job of doing it. So it's, you know, for her, it's not really a huge deal, but that's what she's doing. So that is, that is it for the, um, data, I guess a little bit of internal audit, uh, with that last note projections for 2023. If you have any questions about any of those uh, data terms or anything like that, you want to discuss them, feel free to reach out to me. All right, everyone have a good year. Hey everyone, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Audit Podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere, so please hit the subscribe button there. If you're listening through iTunes or Spotify, feel free to go give us that five-star rating. It only took me about 16 seconds to give myself a five-star review, and it really helps to get future guests to come on the show, so we'd really appreciate that. Lastly, be sure to check out the show notes and follow us on all our social media channels on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. Also, if interested, please sign up for our weekly newsletter from the Audit Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great one.